Sales is King, episode 84. This is Dan Sixsmith, and this is Sales is King. Hi there. I'm on my way, I'm making it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Sales is King. My name is Dan Sixsmith, and I am your host. And this is a podcast about the changing digital landscape, the new requirements for selling effectively in 2018 and 2019 and beyond, the changing buyer, the difficulties that we face today in sales. And we discuss what is required to succeed and thrive as salespeople today. And I believe that salespeople and sales leaders are at a crossroads. We can either adapt, evolve, change, learn, or we can cling to our old ways and watch our numbers continue to decline. Sales quota attainment has dropped over the last six years. It was in the high 60s in terms of percentages of salespeople that met quota and now has dropped into around the mid-50s in through a six-year drop. So what we talk about in this podcast is what we need to do to make sure that we turn these numbers around and succeed going forward. And by all means, if you haven't reached out as yet, please drop me a note at dan.sixsmith at gmail.com and let's talk a little bit about what you guys are facing out there and how we might be able to help. Hey everybody, Dan Sixsmith back at you. Sales is King, episode 84 today. I um, want to talk about something that plagues us in sales. Uh, one of the biggest things that plagues us sometimes. And that's, you know, how do we get out of our head? We start overthinking everything, right? Particularly if things start to hit a little bit of a lull or uh, a downturn. We start to overthink it, overcomplicate it. You know, we start living inside of our head. Um, And what that typically does is it prevents us from taking one of the most powerful steps in our sales game, and that's action. So the title of today's program is Lights, Camera, The Power of Action. So what we have to be careful of in sales is that we start overthinking things so much, over-strategizing, over-planning. Um, over worrying that we neglect the most important part of our game and that's taking action particularly if we are in a slump or if we are experiencing a downturn or if we haven't had a great few weeks or a great few days or we're having a bit of a struggle we have to continue to take action we have to keep fighting through we have to pick up the phone we have to grab our computer We have to grab some people for coffee. We have to go out there and keep working hard. Um, For you sports fans, I'll use the analogy of basketball. I used to tell my son that um, if he wasn't shooting well in a game 
and he wasn't scoring well, that he should do some other things to get himself in the game. You know, playing tough defense, diving for a loose ball, mixing it up, trying to block a shot, um, just doing other things that are going to keep him in the game and that are going to keep him um, focused on improving. So similarly, in our sales game, we've got to do those scrappy things that will get us um, back in the game, that will move us toward the wins. Um, For example, circling back, you know, with folks you haven't spoken to in a while, right? Seeing what's going on with them. Start with the easiest calls to make, right? Start with friends. um, Start with family. uh, Just start connecting the dots a little bit just to get yourself back in the game. But get out of your head. Uh, I do it sometimes. It's terribly dangerous. It's terribly detrimental to our sales game. Um, It goes kind of hand in hand, what I've talked about in the past, about being on autopilot. You know, sometimes our sales game, we get into autopilot, which means that we're just kind of reacting to emails. We're, you know, we're on defense, and we really need to be on offense. We need to be taking the wheel. We need to be on the phones. We need to be pushing our agenda, not following somebody else's. There's a great book by Gary John Bishop, which I read uh, last year, um, and uh, it's a rather provocative title, um, but it's called Unblank Yourself. I'll let you fill in the blanks on that, uh, but it's called, you know, and, and the subtitle is Getting Out of Your Head and Into Your Life, and it's a great book. Um, he's a psychologist. Uh, I've read it. I've underlined it. I found some great points in there, and I thought today I'd go through some of the notes that I took on this book um, to help us keep moving forward, to help us get out of our heads and into our sales game. So a um, couple of key points. We'll, we'll, we'll Actually, several points, but we'll start to work through them. Um, you know, this feeling sorry for yourself uh, is really, really detrimental, you know, um, so, you know, he talks about re- rejecting this sense of injury, um, and, and not feeling sorry for yourself, right? Um, he says people spend their lives waiting for the Calvary to come and help them, uh, when never realizing that they are actually the Calvary. <clears throat> so we are the Calvary. We are the only people that are going to help ourselves, um, and we've got to take the wheel. We can't sit back waiting for some, uh, like Grant Cardone used to say, um, you know, your biggest customer is not going to knock on your door and hand you a check. It's just not going to happen that way. We've got to be driving at all times. So that's a great point that I love. Um, Let's see what else they're talking about here. Um, You know, they talk about this changing of the mindset changing your mindset, and I talked about it last week, but he describes it as being unwilling to um, accept your circumstances anymore. You know, no longer willing to accept mediocrity. You know, making that change, that mindset change. You know, no longer will I be willing to accept my current circumstances, that I need to improve. Very important. I love that one. Um. 
you know, we've talked about this before. Uh, Gary V talks about it. Some of the other experts, you know, being 100% responsible for your sales game, for your life, taking 100% responsibility, not making any excuses whatsoever. By doing that, it will drive you to success. Um, you'll stop making excuses, stop blaming other people. Very important. Um, let's see what else I love about this. Um, yes, it's this, you know, it's this notion of embracing uncertainty. You know, so many people fear uncertainty. And the more I'm reading from some of these experts, it's actually the uncertainty, which if we manage it properly, is where we can get the big wins, where we can grow. You know, how do we embrace uncertainty? Um, Bishop calls it the personal pathway to opportunity. It's where we grow, it's where we experience new things, and it's where we produce unprecedented results. Um, it's where new things happen. So, you know, he encourages us to move away from this desire for safety, uh, which we know in today's digital economy is a killer, right? Status quo, uh, best practice, safe approach doesn't work today. So, you know, embracing uncertainty. Um, here's a great quote he, he puts in from Theodore Roosevelt. In any moment of decision, the best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best thing you can do is the wrong thing. The worst thing you can do is nothing. I love that. Teddy Roosevelt, in any moment of decision, the best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best thing you can do is the wrong thing. The worst thing you can do is nothing. Fantastic. Um, you know, Bishop goes on to say that certainty is a complete illusion. You know, um, it's very difficult to be 100% certain of what's going to happen. Um, and when we start to think we know everything, we inadvertently turn ourselves away from the unknown and potential new realms of success. Love it. Um, you know, we shouldn't be afraid of the uncertain. It's just part of life. Um, and then he goes on to say that part of... This aversion to uncertainty comes from being judged by others, and we are afraid of what the tribe thinks. So, you know, that highlights another great point, worrying about what other people think. You know, particularly if you're someone that has to pick up the phone every day and make dozens or hundreds of cold calls, you have to just say, and Brad Lee said this in his master class, it's really about, hey, I'm trying to help people. I love myself. I don't really care about what other people think. I'm not going to let what they judge me, how they judge me, affect me. Because I really care about how I think, and I have confidence in myself, I have confidence in my product, and I'm going to pick up the phone and try and get things done. So I like that. Um, so we talk about this, you know, how do we get out of our head? And according to Bishop, um, taking action is the most powerful way. Doing. Not thinking, but doing, right? So, you know, he says, don't act on your thoughts, but act on what's in front of you. Change your life by changing your actions. 
So again, it's all about taking actions, getting on the phone, getting those meetings, um, you know, sending the emails, continuing to forge forward, follow up with the deals, you know, um, making the difficult calls, you know, to the people that are difficult to reach or people that you feel are, you know, difficult to deal with. You know, you've just got to do this. Um, his next point is, you know, a great sales point, of course, is being relentless, right? Um, the more unique and out of the box your endeavor, the stronger the pushback might be, mostly because the other people in life have gotten used to relating to you as a specific kind of person. Anytime you attempt to break out of that mold, you're not only messing with your own world, but you're messing with theirs. This resistance also comes from your own mind, too. So true relentlessness comes when the only thing you have left is relentlessness. When it seems like all is lost, relentlessness is the fuel that drives you. Think about how powerful that is, right? Uh, relentlessness, relentlessness is the fuel that drives you. It's the one thing you can always come back to when things might be uh, going not so great. Your ability to drive the car, to push forward, to keep forging ahead. Um, love it. Next one. Expect nothing and accept everything. I love that one, right? Expect nothing and expect everything. Um, you know, he talks about uh, sometimes we have disappointments in life when our expectations are um, uh, unachievable or unrealistic. But he says when, you're, when you expect nothing, you're living in the moment. It's back to this kind of, you know, no-holes-barred, relentless approach to life, right? You're not worrying about the future or rejecting the past. You're simply embracing your situation as it comes. When you accept everything, it doesn't mean you're okay with it or agree with it. It simply means that you're owning it and in charge of it. Think about that. When you accept everything, it doesn't mean that you're okay with it or agree with it. It simply means that you are owning it and in charge of it. You can always change something when you take ownership and responsibility for it. You can always change something when you take ownership and responsibility for it. Don't expect victory or defeat. Plan for victory. Learn from defeat. Man, oh man, I love this stuff, right? Don't expect victory or defeat. Plan for victory. Learn from defeat. So critical to us in sales today. We plan for victory, and we'll learn from defeat. We'll learn from the losses. We're not going to hang our heads. We're going to get back up. We're going to analyze what happened, and we're going to move forward, and we're going to use that as knowledge to get better deals. Um, really, really good stuff. Love the life you have, not the one you expected to have. Oh, man. There's so much we could talk about that, right? So often we are sitting here crying in our Wheaties about, you know, if only this, if only that, you know, and all the things that you might have done wrong or the changes you could have made. But according to Bishop, love, your, love the life you have, right? Um, embrace it. Figure out how to make it better, right? Um, figure out the things that you're unwilling to, to, to accept, you know, what you're unwilling to settle for in your life at this point in time. 
whether it's the car you drive, the house you have, the clothes you wear, the relationships you have, what are you now no longer willing to accept? Great stuff. Um, Let's see here. Just going through some of the other notes. Um, Oh, I love this. Successful people don't wait. Successful people don't wait. You don't wait for the right moment or for inspiration to strike. They get up and they do and they try and they fail. They get up and they do and they try and they fail. Even before they feel they're ready, they are flying the airplane while they're building it. And it's so true. You know, sometimes we're, we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting and we want to be 100% ready. And, you know, meanwhile, life and opportunity is passing us by. So, you know, get up and do. Try. It's okay to fail. Um, it shows that you're out there pushing and trying to succeed, right? Um, next point, stop blaming your past, right? Sometimes people show more passion for the past than they do for the future. You know, um, no one can free you but you. And I, I, I could relate to this. I mean, I, you know, for some of you who followed some of my articles and some of these podcasts, I mean, I spent 20 years in the textile industry uh, in the U.S. The industry basically flamed out um, in the late 90s, early 2000s. Everything moved to um, Asia. And uh, I had to reinvent myself, um, which I successfully did. But I spent so much time talking about what happened in the textile industry and this whole story around how, you know, um, my customers were forced to go offshore because of the, the price pressures put on by Walmart and all this jazz. And it was just this elaborate story that I clinged to for years that I spoke about and that I wanted people to know that I wasn't a personal failure, that the, the industry, you know, the, the circumstances kind of um, put me in this difficult situation, you know, where I needed to kind of re- refocus and restart my career. And, and God almighty, when I look back, I spent so many years just BSing and clinging to this story, this tale of woe, as I call it, um, rather than just kind of forging ahead and saying, hey, it's over, you know, shit happens, you know, and life, you know, life throws you curveballs. And the most successful people are the ones that know how to hit it. Um, that expect that things are going to be tough, and um, they get up and they forge through. And, um, you know, I eventually got there, but I look back and say, God, I I could have gotten there so much faster um, if I hadn't just been clinging to this story um, and just wallowing, you know, now that I look back on it, in this, you know, this this unfortunate circumstances of how, how I had this great career, which was suddenly, you know, kind of, the rug was pulled out and, you know, poor me. So um, anyway, it's really important, you know. So you've got to free yourself from the past. And the only way you do that is by creating a future, right, by building something bigger than you've ever done before. Um, what, and, and he goes on to say, when what's in front of you is so bright and so satisfying, you won't have time to look behind you. Your eyes and mind will be focused straight ahead. You may not like everything from your past, But it's helped shape who you are today, good and bad. There's plenty good about you, and the good is enough to get you what you want. So, you know, I think about that, um, 
And, you know, the more I've created a successful life uh, now for myself, the less that that past um, concerns me. But I also, you know, learned a great deal from it. It really taught me a lot. And as I wrote in one of my articles, you know, having to go out and sell in a, in a, in a shrinking dog-eat-dog market taught me a lot um, about selling, about being relentless, about really, you know, being in the trenches and fighting it out against the competitors, trying to sell, you know, value in a, in a, in a market that's crumbling around you was a great experience for me. And it taught me a sense of urgency. It taught me a relentlessness. It taught me a speed. You know, that's one of the things I notice sometimes, and I'm just going to take a little bit of a, uh, a tangent. We have to be fast. You know, we have to be moving fast in sales today. And sometimes I come across teams that are, um, you know, just kind of plodding along a little bit. You know, but, you know, you got to think about what your competitors are doing. The competitors are on that track and they're lapping you. You know, if they're lapping you, man, you got to pick up the pace. You know, and that means getting back to people faster. It means, you know, compacting your timeline. I listened to a podcast, and um, I think it was Ed Milet, who you should follow, by the way. He talked about, you know, turning his day into uh, kind of three segments, three six-hour segments. And each of those segments he looked at as a day in itself and how he tried to get so much done in those six-hour segments, um, almost like you know, that six hours represented the entire day and he jammed as much as he could in there and it, and it affected his um, efficiency and his ability to get things done. So I love that. Um, let's see if there's anything else from the book um, that I like. You know, again, coming back to doing is the quickest way to changing your thoughts. I love that. Um, I think what we'll do is uh, actually what I'll do right now is I'll go through and I will um, give you a summary again of all these key points. <clears throat> Number one, um, people spend their lives waiting for the Calvary, all the while never realizing that they are the Calvary. Number two, you have to, sorry, number two, you have the life you are willing to put up with. <laughs> You have the life you are willing to put up with. Number three, your brain is wired to win. Number four, you shouldn't let what happens in one area of your life affect your outlook on the whole. Number five, uncertainty is where things happen. Number six, certainty is a complete illusion. Number seven, doing is the quickest way to change your thoughts. Number eight, you can always change something when you take ownership and responsibility for it. Number nine, don't expect victory or defeat. Plan for victory. Learn from defeat. Number 10, love the life you have, not the one you expect it to have. Number 11, successful people don't wait. Number 12, stop blaming the past. I love it. Um, let's just see what else here. Uh, personal assertions. I am willing. I am wired to win. I got this. I embrace uncertainty. I am not my thoughts. I am what I do. I am relentless. I expect nothing and accept everything. So guys, I don't know about you, but this motivated the hell out of me just talking to you guys about it. So get the book, uh, Gary John Bishop. Um, read it. Take notes. Use it. 
because, you know, so much of our sales game is mental, right? So much of our success in business and life is mental. Um, it's attitude. So get this book, you know, listen to this podcast, think it through, figure out how to change your game and let's keep succeeding. Let's get to the next level in 2019. Let's stop accepting uh, where we are today and let's accept a new reality of massive success, massive wealth, and massive improvement in your life. Peace. Peace.